When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to the Tom Bernard Show. Catherine Brandt sitting in for Tom Bernard. He'll be in sometime today dealing with his high anxiety issues. Yeah, and traffic's not helping today. Second hour, we think. Yes, I'm here with... Ellie Nick. Bob Sansevier. Andy Brandt Bernard. Cassie Schrader. And we'll be right back after these messages. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Walzer Automotive continues to grow. They think it's because of their upfront pricing, no haggle or hassle sales experience, and working with one person from start to finish. I think we all know it's because of the loyal podcast listeners. I've said it a million times before. I won't endorse a company that I don't believe in, and Walzer's no exception. I've bought several cars from them, as has my family. I know what you're thinking. Tommy got some special deal. Well, the truth is we paid the Walzer best price just like everyone else. Walzer will sell about 35,000 cars this year, and you can't do that if your prices aren't great. Do yourself a favor. When it's time to shop for a new or used car, go to walzer.com and give them a shot. You won't be sorry. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. (laughs) 
I'm glad you had some upbeat music today. <laughs> today is like so. I'm it's I'm fed up with the dreary. Today, the the dreary month. month. Yeah. What? It's this gonna, is usually you know so what? sunny. It, the next ten days are exactly the same. Huh. Don't tell me this. It is. Today was supposed to be the sunshine day. It didn't happen. Oh. The next ten days gets worse. I guess really? I'm glad I'm moving. I'm not moving. I'm <laughs> going to Arizona to visit my senior citizen parents. I call this frog weather. Yeah. Because it's warm and wet. And frogs love it. You know what? I'm going to take it, though, because in another two months, it'll be below Another yes. month and a half, it'll be below zero. I call that so no this living is, thing. This is a weather. summer day. Yeah. I call it Seattle. Yeah, our taxes are just as bad as Seattle state, and our weather as well. So I know I was, when I was driving in, I, was, I crossed the river because I live south of the river, and it's... Donk. I'm like, oh god, it smells like dead fish. The river? Oh. Yeah, because of the. It's been cold, but now all of a sudden it's yeah. like humid today. Oh. And is that killing off fish? I they, don't they know. Just... spraying pig poop too. Oh, oh I just well, love well, that'll be why. <laughs> Far, the, farmer Nick. They've been spraying pig poop. Well, maybe a couple of skunk got hit too, and it's a little. Yeah. It's sort of like. Cornucopia of smells. People don't yeah. realize they they mystify pig poop. Yes, they, they spray do. It way in the air. Yeah, they so use like hoses it. and it goes like because it's completely safe and it's a great fertilizer for everything alive. Oh, but if a wind hits, then yeah, I think okay. they like the wind to hit. They do it on windy days, so it really blows. Wait a minute, what's this thing about pig poop being completely good for you? <laughs> yeah, that wanna, what is it, that? Yeah, it's expelled from a body for a reason. Well, it, well the body's saying, get it out of me. I mean, they. That's why they can use like. Pigs, cows, horses, all that kind of stuff. But if you use humans, then you die because there's so much stuff in it that kills us that, yeah. Oh, it's like that you movie can't where get they... dysentery from pig poop. <laughs> right. You can get dysentery from yeah, human I'm poop. Yeah, I'm glad I'm yeah. hosting today. Yeah, human <laughs> fertilizer <laughs> is <laughs> lethal to humans. <laughs> right. I don't want pig poop particles in my eyes. No, well, they do, they do vaporize it and spray it in the yes, air every day. Yeah, every day. I've that before. Gross. So. Well, they are good for bacon and ribs. You know where they do it a lot? It's South Florida. It's West Palm. Lovely. Yes. Out, mm. out. Just just west of North Lake. They spray it all the time in the air. Oh, that's great to know. Yeah. I'm glad I live south of there. <laughs> now, you, did so, you ever see that movie where the guy's trapped on Mars? No. Matt Damon. The Martian. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. the Martian. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I did. I He's spraying pig poop? He used his <laughs> Where did own, he get that? He used his own crap as fertilizer in it. But oh, that makes technically, sense. that would have given him he killed him. E. coli, dysentery, and a bunch of other stuff, and he would have died. Maybe he, he died. sterilized it before he put it down. <clears throat> well, then it wouldn't have worked as fertilizer. Well, you can, you can buy sterilized compost and stuff. Yeah, but not. No. I don't know what they do if they heat it or something. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm gonna start heating human waste. So, Bob, I was ta- commenting to somebody the other day about how you like to stir the pot on social media. Me? Yeah. That's what I hear. Whatever do you and mean? I'm wondering why. You know, if so, are you immune to all the? I mean, I don't follow like a lot of the comment sections, but I'm sure you get a lot of mean things. Yeah, because I, so you, you know just what? don't care. I just consider the sources, and I do like to. Uh, I like to throw out topics for. For discussion, like I posted one and it got a lot of this. Just a couple of people I can count on to just uh, rip everything because they're they're beyond far left. And the, the thing I threw out there was that I, I don't know, one of them was I think there were a few of them that uh, that I absolutely believe uh, Christian Blasey Ford mm-hmm. was assaulted. Yes, and I believe that 
uh, Judge Kavanaugh didn't do it. Okay. And that got people going nuts. Because well, I think you said you believe she believes it. She, excuse me. Yes. Thank you. Yes. I believe that she believes he was assaulted, and I do believe that she was. But I don't believe he was the one who did it. And I, I cited later, not in the, the main part of it, but uh, the hundreds of people who have been released from prison because they were wrongly convicted because eyewitnesses said they did it. Right. And then DNA evidence that has now come into play years later well, yeah, exonerated well, them. Yeah, we had an author on not too long ago that was talking about how oftentimes eyewitnesses are wrong they're and wrong unreliable. More, they're wrong more the time than, than they're right. Yeah, oh, yeah. and yes. our court system is constantly relying on eyewitnesses. Well, Actually, see, there's a chart out there. Remember when... Um, What's that guy that, like, lunged into the cop car and tried to get the cop's gun? He just robbed a 7-Eleven. Um, oh. And they made him into, like, a big martyr. I remember the story, yeah, yeah, but yeah, I, don't I don't remember. Whatever his name was, there was, like, ten witnesses, and they had a table of the key things that each witness saw, and every single witness had a different, like, you know. Um, oh, yeah. Every, none of them matched up perfectly. See, All ten were different. Here's right? what I hope is not the case with Dr. Ford. Right. That it was very traumatic what happened to her. Sure. But that she didn't elevate essentially a celebrity to be the one who did it. Right. You know, because I maybe I, I, who knows what kind of mind, you know, what goes through your mind if you've been assaulted. I don't know. I mean I, I do believe she was assaulted and Maybe it would be, it, it, in her mind, it had to be somebody who has reached some sort of a high place. I don't know. I, I cannot begin to, I, I can't get inside of her head, but I, I think she would be one of the greatest actresses of our time because I think yeah, she was very I, convincing. That's what I think. And too. I believe that she was assaulted, but mm -hmm. there's nothing to corroborate it. And then you have her old boyfriend. You heard about this latest, right? No, I haven't. Her old boyfriend, they dated, I think, about six years in the 90s, saying that she once helped prep someone for a lie detector test. Because of her background in psychology, oh. uh, and the fact that she had never mentioned Kavanaugh or anything related to that to him in that time, which maybe she was just still keeping it in. Who knows? But the thing about didn't she not fly because she was was she claustrophobic or she didn't want to? You know what? I don't even know what the truth is anymore. Well, he claimed really that she lived in like a, what's the truth? Oh, it's hard to tell. I have she, no idea. She lived in a five hundred square foot apartment. Now that's a tough connection, but the, it just raises an eyebrow or two. If and here's the thing though. We have to believe everything she said, but we don't believe any, you know, a lot of people won't believe Kavanaugh, but should we not believe the boyfriend who's saying this? There are certain people, you have to judge it. There's no way, I, I even think that people who absolutely believe her cannot be believing this Julie Swednick, the one who claimed no, that. No, she's he, insane. She's insane, yes. Yeah, she's certifiable, I think. You know, I believed my whole life that this kid, Pat Foster, threw my crick, my bike in the crick when I was, like, nine. He was, like, an older bully. Yeah. And I found out, like, years later that it wasn't Pat Foster. It was He was just there. Yeah. But I picked him to because believe. He was a, to, because he was a bully? Because I didn't like him because he was uh, a boy. I okay. picked him. Were you there when it was thrown in? Yes, I was there. Oh. And I picked him my whole life, and I hated him my whole life. Wow. And said, that, that guy's a boy. He threw my bike in the crick. But it wasn't Pat Foster who actually did it. That's why there's a statute of limitations is because people yeah, can't memories. remember. So I, I, I made years. myself believe that it was him that did it, mm -hmm. but it actually was not him. Well, like multiple people that were there said, you got it wrong. It wasn't but him. It was the thing that is, is so sad about this with uh, with Dr. Ford and with Kavanaugh, you are a pariah. It's how you're viewed if you don't believe her. 
I mean, mm-hmm. people, there's no evidence. Really, there's no corroborating evidence, or there hasn't been. Maybe now the FBI found some, but you're looked upon as, how could you, how dare you not believe this poor victim of, of assault? There yeah. are a number of people who have claimed, the woman in the Duke lacrosse case, she lied. Mm-hmm. I mean, you cannot believe everyone. You have to look at them, hear what they have to say, and then decide for yourself, well, are they believable? I, she was believable up to the point, to me, that she said it was 100% Kavanaugh. That's interesting because... If you don't believe her, then they claim that you're not believing a victim. But mm-hmm. even if she hasn't been proven to be a victim, she's a victim. But yeah, it doesn't really make any sense. It's like if he had been found guilty, like they had video of him doing it, and then not believing her, that would be not believing yes. a victim. And here's but right the, now we're just not believing someone who claims to be a victim. But here's the problem I have. It, this is all part of what I throw out there. Uh, we mentioned just before the show started Karen Monahan, who is accusing um, Keith, Ellison. Keith Ellison of not mm. sexual assault, but assault, right. dragging yes. her off a of bed. But many liberals and many politicians won't believe her. And now they think that he's exonerated because a lawyer <laughs> hired by the DNC, uh, by the, the way, DNC. law firm that, that I had heard now, that this has not been corroborated, but I'll put allegedly. Uh, got half a million dollars uh, or donated, has given that much to, to uh, liberal causes or liberal politicians. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's true, but they have worked with the DNC before the, or the DFL before. Right, and the DFL hired. Yes, this. they hired. Here's what I thought it was about. an attorney. It is an attorney, so and I, she claims... When, since when do attorneys because, do investigative Well, work? because she will not release the video she claims to have. There's nothing to corroborate her story. How about her word? If her word, if the word of Dr. Ford is enough, why isn't Karen mm-hmm. Monahan's word enough? She does have enough? a police report, though. She does, yes, and she that's what I was going to say. She has and, a police and, report and, she's been and medical records. And, and she's been constantly posting her medical records. Yes. yes, she has hospital records and police reports. Your husband, by the way, uh-oh, uh-oh. Dr. Bernard, <laughs> oh, <Tom> Bernard <laughs> he had a great idea several weeks ago. He said, if you're now, she could be too embarrassed to release it because we don't know what. I mean, she may be naked when right, he would, we don't know. Right. But there's got to be a still photograph she can take from the video to show that he was dragging her. Mm-hmm. Something that would show it, or it could be cropped yeah, it could to block, show. They could block out things that she's naked. And so here's what you're thinking or, of: the lawyer who cleared Ellison is partner at a firm that donated five hundred thousand to the Democrats. Oh, well, that's okay, what I was. Well, the lawyer could very well not. Have yeah. been involved in that, so we can't blame. No, I'm not him saying that, that the lawyer was, but wouldn't you want to find a law firm that has no connection? I would to the Democrats or the DFL, yeah. not or, or, one that's given half anybody, a million dollars or, or anybody. Political party, yeah. Yeah. but it, it, that's the biggest problem I have with all these people who are condemning uh, Kavanaugh and saying that Dr. Ford is right. Then you need to condemn Keith Ellison, and they're not. I know I, it's so hard because I mean I see both sides of the story. I really do, and I understand why women are mad because we haven't been heard and we have been made. And you know, I mean, I've seen we've seen it happen. We've seen you know people that have accused and had witnesses. Uh, and, and the the town didn't like it because there's a football game and they turn on the girls. I, I mean, you hear these stories you throughout, throughout our lives. Okay, here's the other question I have: Are these same people who are rip? I, there was a something on uh, the video I saw of a woman who was ripping up signs of people who supported Kavanaugh on a college campus. Will these same people absolutely condemn and vilify Bill Clinton? No. Women no have way. accused him of rape, which was not 35 years ago. I mean, it was even sooner, uh, uh, right. less time than that has right. passed. Right. And it's not one woman. No. 
you know, one of them absolutely accused him of rape. Of rape. Others said he exposed himself. Others said that he groped him. But if they don't vilify Clinton, and so how could they do this to? See, that's the whole part. Is I, I you know, I, you. This is what I think making everybody just so anxious is because you can't. You you see the hypocrisy. You know, but you you want to stand for something that's truthful and right, but you can't get to the truth. You don't have any idea who's lying or who's. Well, you have to take the word the truth. and we'll know potential or, or, or theoretically no more after the FBI report. But if everything that ha- we heard last week, if it doesn't change, then I, I think that he should get a, he should be put on the Supreme Court. People are talking about his demeanor and he doesn't have the temperament. He if, was a he I think he I think he didn't do himself. The, favor, he, especially as a judge who could Klobuchar who is where he screwed up. Yeah. Well, as a judge, you should know what makes a witness look a, or a but uh, he wasn't a witness. He was a defendant. Def- well, no, he wasn't well, really that hearing, kind of. Whatever yeah. he was, um, he should know. Yes, but you know how what? to maintain his composure but and act getting, respectful. If you're getting attacked in your whole life's work, being attacked yeah. by I, something you're that just the most, the most vile thing right. that a person can be accused of. You would get of. pretty angry. Yeah. I understand that, but you have to maintain your composure if you're going to be taken seriously. I thought he I lost think. it only with Klobuchar. Because yeah, I, I think agree. if he had reacted like that to one of the I men, it would have been fine. Him drinking water like, you know, he was, well, he's probably like he was wishing it was alcohol. Well, I'm sure <laughs> it was no. a little bit weird. I'm sure, it's really, I'm sure he, it's really hard to go through what he's going through. Yeah, if oh, some lunatic absolutely. was accusing me of running a gang rape ring and people were taking her seriously, I would just have yeah. a lot of faith that in was all the, of humanity. The morning after that accusation came out. So there were people who were believing it. Yeah, yeah. people actually believed well, that he was like some... Well, if you look like at social media, people are, people are convinced that he's a serial gang rapist. Yep. How are you letting a serial gang rapist Well, okay, be... by that same set of, of claims, then Bill Clinton needs to be looked at the same way, and these people will defend him. Oh, I know. It, it's a double standard. Uh, it, it really is. They, they go by, they're, they're just going by party lines. I, I will they're say... They're letting politics influence um, their, I mean, they're not even looking at the facts. I think people would take this more seriously if it wasn't so timely of Kavanaugh trying to get into the Supreme Court. It's like, why all of a sudden when he, they're trying to get him in the Supreme Court, all this is coming well, out? Well, the biggest problem, and this was a mistake, I kept waiting for him to say this during his hearing last week, and he never did, or he made a reference to it, but he should have, every time they asked him, would you agree to an FBI investigation? His response should have been, Senator Feinstein has had all this information since the end of July. Why didn't she bring it forward? And that would have been part of that. Should have he should have a stock answer every time they brought. Well, the that whole up. reason was is to delay the vote. Of course, until, until the election comes, because the well, Democrats want to get some more people in on Congress, mm-hmm. and then they can have. I think it's going to backfire. If you, want, if you want to protect somebody who's been traumatized by something, you don't leak her confidential letter to you, which she's saying that she doesn't want leaked out to the press and start this whole thing. No. You should mm-hmm. you should have unless and I'm not an saying internal, she was an internal investigation would have been appropriate. And we're gonna need to take a break and we'll get oh. back to this heated discussion right afterwards. <laughs> Tom Bernard here with the founder and CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski, who's here to talk about a great service and an app that you can get and use from North American Banking Company called XCheck. Tom it's a payment app we developed. We wanted to simple application that was safe and secure, easy to use, and a way in which you could pay 
the kid who cuts your grass, shovels your snow, way you could split a dinner check without having to exchange cash, without having to write a check. The app processes the payment, puts it right into the receiver's account literally the same day. It's free to our customers. It's safe, secure, and easy to use. This is Tom. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, celebrating 20 years of providing a better banking experience. Check out nabankco.com slash KQ for more about XCheck. Member FDIC and equal housing lender. Mike is a disaster. Now, wait a minute. You better cut out that. Tommy. <laughs> Tommy, 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 Tommy. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. Whiting Clinic has changed their name to include their two specialties, LASIK and cataract surgery. Whiting Clinic is best known for their amazing LASIK results and ability to enhance thousands of lives by restoring vision to clarity without the need for glasses or contacts. You've heard me rave about them for years. You know that. But did you know they're also experts in cataract surgery? Yes, indeed. And I'm a perfect example of their good work. You know what I'm saying. I see so clearly now. When my clear LASIK vision started to fade due to cataracts, Whiting Clinic took care of me again and have the most advanced lens technology so I can see far away and up close without wearing any glasses. If you're over 60 and have noticed your vision starting to fade, call the experts at Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. To learn more about your options for cataract surgery and clearer vision, visit whitingclinic.com or call 855-554-2020. That's 855-554-2020. And please tell them Tom sent you. What is this? My prerogative. Bobby Brown. (laughs) Another one who's wasn't he accused of like sexual? Well, yeah, yeah. Bobby Brown uh, beat up his wife or something. Well, yeah, well, he's been Whitney, accused of everything. But, but we're back with Tom Bernard show, and before we get flagged on the music, we better get that off there. Let's see, <laughs> how Bobby many seconds Brown. do we get? Yeah, actually, 30. 30 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Was, we can I'm have a discussion so about, that. about that. That's not true. What? Because I deal with copyright and trademark I it was attorneys. Seven. Uh, it's not zero. It's zero. The, the music that needs to be played. You want me to get into this now, or should we do it later? Uh, <laughs> sure. Because it was thirty. It's in the nothing. Past. It's not. It's what it is. Is it has to be music that's seventy-five years old, and it has to have been recorded seventy-five years ago. Oh, yeah, that's, that's why I use Toot Toot Tootsie from nineteen twenty-two, <laughs> and the entertainer from an old piano yeah. roll from that. Because I, I mean, it, no one's gonna. It, it, people all around the country are using it, sure. and we're all under that assumption that there's a. Well, take a look. There's a. Well, that there's, if you're allowed to sample inside your own yeah, thing ridiculous. without having to pay any money to anybody, why can't somebody play it for thirty seconds? I'm with or whatever? you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, if you're using Doesn't it to compose sense. new music, then you can use it. Yeah, I know, but that's still what? That's more stealing than anything. I can get your music <laughs> money off of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a friend of mine, uh, actually, I, I saw them Saturday night at uh, St. Michael Cinema has a concert room. Oh, and yeah, there's the, a big concert. Yeah, that's well, that one thing there this, yeah, this weekend. And he, well, he, he's with the Surf Dogs, and they've got uh, the guy that used to be in the Trashman, um, Andreessen. I'm glad Andreessen. you mentioned that room. Is it a good room? It's a nice, it's really a nice room. Because somebody invited me to go there this weekend. Yeah, I never even heard of it. It's terrific. I mean, because it's, uh, they I've took a movie, they took a theater, uh-huh. and this, there's a, no movies. It's a stage. They have all the sound system. It's, it's really nice. It's and called it was the fun. smallest, nicest arena or something. Phenomenal. Yeah. No, it's really good. But anyway, um, the Surf Dogs, Bernie Bomberg's the uh, the friend of mine. He he gave me several of their albums, and anything they wrote, that's what I've been using. And oh. it's really fun stuff. It's all rock and roll. That's what I do too. I use all Blue Felix from they're from Minnesota, and use all their music. Oh, okay. you know musicians don't give you music to use for free. 
Okay. But anyway, take well. off that last 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, we haven't gotten into it. Well, one time I think we were flagged for something. Oh, we got flagged ago. a ton on YouTube. But Oh, oops. <laughs> everyone, YouTube is insane with their how judicious they are about that kind of thing. Well, what happens if you get flagged X amount of times? you get thrown off of YouTube? No. Uh, no, happens? you basically... They don't do nothing. If you get flagged, it'll either... The company that owns the piece of music can put ads on your video, or they can... Well, they sneak those on anyway, don't they? No. I'll oh, tell you what I've done. I've taken songs and slowed them down a hair, or sped, <laughs> sped them up a hair. Yeah, that doesn't mean anything. Yeah, they don't, they don't flag them. Well, the they may not. The okay, they're not flagging. Okay, the computer doesn't pick up the, the songs. Bots don't get them. Yeah, yeah exactly. The bots doesn't get them. Yeah. And I usually slow. He beat them down. the bot. I slow them down a hair, and then they don't get picked mm -hmm. up. Nick can beat the bot. <laughs> That's well, usually, what I always do. I think they also, if you talk over the song too, that helps out. Oh. Yeah. Yes, it does. Okay. Well, you're actually allowed to use a song in parody, and you're allowed. Yep. To, so yes. you're allowed to use do that. Yeah. So, so, so if you play a song and make fun of it, you're okay. Or yes, <laughs> yes. When we or I think there's a clause. Well, if nice. Cassie uses it, it's okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> when we used "I'm a Believer" for 22 seconds. 22 seconds. Okay. They put ads on our video. Oh. When we use. I'm a believer. When we used Pot of Gold for uh, 20 monkeys. seconds. Monkeys. Only on that particular video. Only on the videos that they appear, yeah. Oh. But sometimes, if they're really insane about it... Yeah, here we go. We used Sabotage and No Rain. Um, and they blocked our video in eight countries. <laughs> Well, hopefully North Korea was one of hopefully them. Hopefully not America. Uh, yes, United States is one of them. Oh. What? Yep. America was one of them? American Samoa, Canada, Guam, a oh. bunch of U.S. territories, and then the U.S. Oh. So, well, gee whiz. U.S. people can't watch number 1461. So, ever? Like it's Unless, blocked for the rest of life um, or what? No, you can actually uh, blank out the audio in that section, and then it's fine. So, all of a sudden, the audio will go dead, but it's better than having the video blow. Cassie, can you hum? Can I? Yeah, I can <laughs> hum. You know what I love? Uh, well, get I, my what, jazz hands out, too. Yeah. What I love is that they um, they spend so much time on this kind of stuff, but there's recruiting for ISIS. Oh, yeah. <laughs> child porn yeah. all over yeah, the place. A, okay. That's not flat. That's a great point. Down. Does the recruiting for ISIS video get a commercial? <laughs> yeah, how to make a bomb. That's all out there. No problem. But you played... A musical. I often see my attitude is if you're playing it, you're actually promoting it. That's what I said. I was like, if you I put so. a song on Because you're reminding it like, how good it is. Exactly. And listen, most of the, yeah, most these songs aren't being played of, anywhere else. Yeah. Well, I know. Like, and it's like, no. especially yeah, you, kids that don't know like older music and they hear that, they're like, oh, that's kind of a good song. And what do they do? They go on iTunes or they go on Amazon. And buy it for 99 Amazon. cents exactly. or it's up to a buck ten. But you know, in some cases, a lot of these are musicians waiting at home looking for their... Their twelve cent check. Okay, what about yeah. if you if you Google any album and put full album YouTube, they're all on YouTube. The whole oh, album. I know. Oh yeah. So really? why aren't they flagged? Well, they may have been they may have been ones who put it on there or their record not, company. Not really. Usually, you see the name and well, it's just some guy. Oh. Well, whatever. I mean, most of the albums You're welcome, I listen, Bobby Brown. Most of the albums I listen to, I listen to on YouTube. Let's yeah. call Bobby and yeah, yeah. He was. I think he was accused of beating up. Oh, he's Whitney, been accused. He's been accused. Well, convicted of everything. They've been. They uh, and Whitney and oh yeah, oh yeah. Whitney and Bobby kind of beat up each other. Yeah, they were, that was a that very was, toxic relationship. Well, he was in prison for a while. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and everybody times. accused him of being the, the bad one. 
the person that got Whitney on drugs, yeah. the yeah. hard stuff. Mm. And that's and he, what he claims led to her death. She was already on drugs when he met her. Which well, once again, who knows? Yeah. Everybody's on drugs. <laughs> yeah, he was arrested two thousand three for striking Whitney. Two thousand four, drunk driving. Two thousand four again, missing three months of child support. Oh, Bobby. Uh, He's doing good now, though. No. 2012, <laughs> 2013, he had multiple DUIs, and he went to yeah. rehab. But, yeah, he's doing good now. Well, I suppose okay, rehab. Okay, but is... since he was accused, he was convicted of beating up a woman, mm-hmm. women, uh, so why isn't his career just destroyed? It kind of is. Yeah, he hasn't really done much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I feel, I, you know, a lot of people have been accused in the last couple of years, and like people like Louis C.K., I mean, his career went from top that to nothing to zero. That is true. And... I don't know. I don't know if that's right. It's too easy to destroy because someone's he's, career. He has nothing. I mean, he's nowhere. Well, and he but also, he should have made better choices. But he didn't actually, right? Didn't he say, didn't he ask permission to do this stuff? I seem to remember the story was that he he was like, no, I'm I think going he, to whack off in front of you now. No, I think what, okay? he, what he was is he was like, the one okay. guy. He's the one guy who admitted of the things he was accused of, which others didn't. But it wasn't, it wasn't, was it? But that's a typical he... comment, too, though, that yeah. kind of action. Like we always have. Hello? What just, how, uh-oh. I'm oh going God. back and, uh. Oh, <laughs> I was like, Tom's. Tom's what did he get Tom's upset about how we're handling this segment. <laughs> you know, going, well, that was an odd world. time to do it when he's talking about a guy doing something in front of people. <laughs> like we always have. <laughs> it was odd. <laughs> but a lot of comics, you know, have demons. And, you know. Sure. They're either usually you drug addicts, drunks, or sexual deviants. Mm-hmm. And. There's some all, all of the above. Or all three, yes. Yeah. And I, and I and say worse. I lived at the comedy store for 10 years, and most of them, there's very few that aren't in one of those categories. Right. And all the great ones have all three. Did you do comedy? I did not. Oh, you just were there all the time. Yeah, I was good friends with Paul Williams' mom, Mincy Shore, who's passed away okay. now, and Paulie. So I just, they were kind of, they kind of took me in. Mincy kind of took me in. And Dean Gelber, who was the GM there, was like my best friend. So he, they watched out for me. You've led an interesting life. I have. But the comedy store was a great was a great experience in my life. I met a lot of great people. So there. what did you okay on a on a normal night? What did you do? Did just, you work or just hang out? No, just hang out. Drank. <laughs> did drugs. Did drugs. Yeah. Some drank and some did deviants. Drugs. Yeah. Me and Bobby Lee and all those people and Jeff Richards. All right. So of all, what comic has the biggest misperception about what they're like? Uh, Andrew Dice Clay, hands down. Really? Yes. Because he was a good guy? Tall, good guy, totally normal, mm. uh, doesn't do any drugs, doesn't drink. Isn't uh, a big misogynistic pig? No, total oh. dad. Shocking. Um, yeah, Why know. would you total want that Ju- person? <laughs> total Jewish boy, has never spent a dollar that he's ever made. Never smoked. Never smoked. Uh, still has the Rolls Royce that the Tropicana, whoever gave him back in the 80s, never touched it. He has every, pe- every penny he's ever made and oh. lives in a modest home and... Totally yeah, nice guy. Why and does he have such a crappy... Because guy? of his act. His but why did was, he want to be such a creepy because he jerk? Was good at, he was, his, but his original stick was good. Yeah. I mean, when he first came out, he came out like yeah, a total he, rock star. He never That's lit true. that cigarette that he would be popping around with his lighter. Oh, yeah, he did. Did he? Oh, did yeah, he? all the time. Yeah, yeah. Does he, he smoke? He smoked on stage. Yeah, on stage. Oh, I couldn't remember because mm. I just remember seeing him just no, popping his arms on stage. around. And... But yeah, he's the, he is the biggest misconception of huh. anyone. Everybody else is... True weirdos. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the movie that he was in that he was really surprisingly good. He played like a regular guy. Does anybody know what I'm talking well, about? Well, he he's been in a couple of movies in the last couple of years. He did, this is uh, older. 
Well, Ford Fairling ruined his career. So don't. Is don't, that the one? Well, that was in the midst of it when he was as hot as he could be. Yeah, but that that ruined his career. That see that he was getting blacklisted because he was so dirty. So then he did. He went the opposite way. He did Ford Fairling, where he was a normal guy, never cursed at all. I think that's what I'm thinking. Going, well, of, you're okay. a fake. Right. So then he got completely blacklisted for years. Uh, I liked Ford anything. Fairlane. And that's yeah. before social media just ruined everybody's and, life. Yeah. <laughs> well, then he slowly uh, came back. Now he's been in a couple big movies and was on Entourage on HBO. Oh, and, yeah. yeah. It was terrific in Entourage. Yeah. He was also on, uh, what was that one with the about the record company? Vinyl. Oh, Vinyl. He's, also a, he's also a drummer, and his kids are drummers. Oh. And they used to come over to my studio and, and rehearse and, and practice. I had a soundproof studio. And, uh, yeah, he's a nice guy. You should make one of them a guitarist so then they could actually... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're all drummers. Or keyboardists. Could have started yeah. a family band. Yeah, they're all drummers. How many, any bands with just drums? I don't think so. What are you doing? <laughs> he Why doesn't know. Andy? <laughs> Hello? By the way... is not cooperating. I, I love, removing... Andy, I love your shirt. I love Wimpy. Yeah, I like that shirt, yeah. too. What's slacker. it say there? Slacker. 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 Original <laughs> slacker. Guess who bought that for him? You. Me. I know. I do that all the time. Shirt. I see shirts or whatever. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so Jack. Yeah. So I'll buy it. Like, he's um, he like he likes puns and stuff. And there was this one I found. It's got like the stick figures, and it says how to pick up chicks, and it's a stick figure picking up a little baby chicken. And I'm like, oh my god, that's so my son. Okay. I have to buy it. Your son's name is Jack, right? Jackson, yeah. Okay, when you said that's so Jack, I thought it was some idiom I didn't know oh, about. Oh, oh. Man, that's so Jack. That's something the youngsters are using. <laughs> yeah. uh, we have David Allen Arnold Oh, on oh. the phone. Okay. I oh, yeah, we still have a few minutes in this segment. Yeah, we do. Let's pull his information. Uh, well, Sorry. too bad. <laughs> well, you could promote Dave, going into the... Poor David. He's, he's in here with the... <laughs> A bunch of people don't know what they're doing. His book, Help from Above, How I Went from Sweeping the Floor to Painting the Sky. On Monday Night Football for its 49th season, there to provide the bird's eye view of the action on the field will be airborne cameraman David Allen Arnold, whose most fans don't recognize. He'll continue his tradition of risking his life to get the shots viewers and TV networks crave. So what are you, what are you up to, David? Hey, good morning, you guys. Good morning. How are you? I'm very blessed. Thank you. And uh, I loved your talk about YouTube and music <laughs> flagging. Oh, you've been on for a while. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, they just they just flagged one of my video clips from Monday Night Football because it has Leanne Ryan singing the national anthem in it. Oh, Even oh though God. you are... That's ridiculous. You're the photographer for the <laughs> event. The national anthem is more than 75 years old. Yes, but, it, but the recording... The recording isn't. better be from 1922. Oh. All you got to do is slow it down a hair. Just slow it down a tiny hair. Beat the bot. It'll beat the bot. Oh, jeez. That was as good as you guys at doing that stuff. It, it made me laugh, though, when I saw that. So, David, you've done the Super Bowl, and one thing I wanted... Did you do... Uh, the shots for Prince's Super Bowl um, halftime show in that was in Miami, wasn't it? When Prince did uh, that was that oh. wasn't me. Okay. Um, okay. The last Super Bowl I did was in Houston. Okay. Oh, so you didn't do last year's at, oh. in Minnesota? You weren't here for that. Well, it'd be tough to shoot since indoor. <laughs> no, you could still shoot. Oh, he's not in a helicopter. 
Oh, I thought he was in the in the stadium as high up as you can go. No, he I apologize. apologize. That would be extremely dangerous. <laughs> yeah, have the helicopter. And yeah. <laughs> He's a guy crouching on top of a drone. <laughs> like trying to get the shots. Then forget I said a word. Take that out. <laughs> David, are you still with us? No, he just disconnected. Oh, oh did great. he hang up because he was offended by my question? Probably. Anyway, I, probably I saw ruined this the related, whole thing, Bob. I, I saw a show that double taped the people that are doing the videography on a reality show on one of these nature shows, and they do have the most dangerous job in the world because these guys are literally hanging out of helicopters and hanging out of yeah. trucks well, to get two, to get these shots. He says two dozen airborne cameramen, just like him, have been killed on the job. Yeah, and th- actually, this oh one gosh. was a de- Amer- uh, world's deadliest. A catch, the Catfisher show. Yeah, the yeah. They, sh- they shot thing. the video guys that shoot that show. Talk about sketchy. Well, it's Dave, sketchy. David Arnold has done uh, uh, helicopter shoots for Deadliest Catch. Yeah, it's sketchy. Mm-hmm. And I, I, yeah, because I mean, when you have like rogue waves yeah. coming and you they have to be down low, I mean, done. it's hard to tell yeah. where the horizon is when it's constantly moving with the waves. Yeah, it's sketchy. So, yeah, I can't imagine. I'd get seasick in a helicopter. We need to take a quick break, and we'll be back with David Arnold. Hopefully. He is back. <laughs> John, I just got another hey guys, complaint about our delivery service. Oh, not again. Yep, we have to do something about our courier service. You know, they're a reflection of us. What happened now? Well, you know that one driver that has the dog that rides with him? Uh-huh. Well, when he got out of his truck to deliver our package, his dog got out and delivered, well, uh, his own package, if you know what I mean. That's it. I want you to call... Priority Courier Experts, because you know they've got more than 500 drivers. And tell them we need... A professional, reliable courier service. And make sure they have... Internet order entry and real-time tracking. You know, I had Priority Courier Experts account rep in here about a month ago and who knows how many accounts we could have serviced better if we had just signed up and started using the twin cities largest most reliable on-call courier service what's that number because the next package is going with priority courier experts already dialing 651-748-4477 priority courier experts can we help you can you ever priority courier experts every time you call us we deliver Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. Going with some Rick Astley? Oh, yeah. We're going right, to get but, Rick rolled. Okay, now I'm worried. We better talk quickly and get rid of that music. <laughs> Should have went with to- music, to- Tootsie man. from 1922. Well, we're back with Tom Bernard Show. Catherine Brant's sitting in for Tom Bernard. We're here, we think, with David Allen yes. Arnold about his book, Help from Above, How I Went from Sweeping the Floor to Painting the Sky. What do you mean, uh, sweeping the floor to painting the sky? How did all that happen? Hey, guys. Uh, sorry, I lost you for a little bit there. Yeah, that's okay. We have we have a lot of technical um, issues on this show. We're used to it. Well, let's see. Basically, um, I'll tell you, I, I got a uh, letter from a inner city school program in Connecticut last week. And in Connecticut? they said that they had heard. 
Do they have in, in your inner cities in Connecticut? <laughs> Apparently so. Well, they, they have a, a program just for kids who are struggling in the schools. Oh, okay. And uh, I haven't been there yet. So I haven't seen any of this. But they, they said that they heard me on a show just like yours. Mm-hmm. And I was talking about my background and how I began as a young, young man, uh, just as a blue-collar guy sweeping the floor. And that's how I got started in the television business. And I had no college degree. I had no technical skills. All I had was a, a good attitude and a willingness to work hard without complaint. And so this, this program and these inner-city schools heard me talking about this, and they said, well, we want to use this as a textbook in our program oh. to help kids, you know, who are struggling, you know, maybe facing a little bit of a life of crime or, or you know, possibly could they, uh, you know, maybe reach for something that might feel, you know, beyond their reach in, in that environment. And that's exactly where I came from. I, I came from a place that is so far from Hollywood. There's, there's literally no connection to it. But here I am today working in, on TV shows and movies. And uh, that story is all in my book. And so I'm, I'm really excited that kids today are learning about this story because I really believe in the next generation. I don't, I don't buy all the complaints about they're lazy and entitled and no good. and They're somehow different from my generation. I disagree. I think they're just like my generation. And they're growing up in a different world. And so if they can see a story like mine, someone who started with nothing, literally with a broom in my hand sweeping the floor – you know, to go, like you said, to work on the Super Bowl or Monday Night Football. I, I think it's a great story for kids today to hear and maybe think about some of their choices and, and how far they could go. Well, I, I appreciate that because, I, I, you know, we, we've had children, and I, I just don't think that there's enough positive messages out there for kids today. Yeah, I, I really believe that, that the kids today are no better and no worse than, than my generation and I think, you know, the, the most important thing is to really take the time and maybe show them a path of, hey, you know what, uh, you want to go to college? Great. Uh, you want to enter the world of work right after high school? Great. It doesn't really matter. As long as you work hard, show up on time, don't complain, and make things better and not worse at your job every day, you will go as far as you want. David Arnold for president. David, what, 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 what region do you live in? I live in Los Angeles. Okay. Where, where in Los Angeles? I, live, I actually live in the mountains above Los Angeles. And that, that story is in uh, the book as well because I talk about this, this really special place that I found in a cloud forest above one of the biggest cities in the world. Did you have a reason why you wanted to know where you live? Oh, just curious. Him, we might have run into him at the comedy store. No, I was just curious of oh, okay. you know, where his outlook on, on kids and where he lives makes a difference oh, of how you see, true. you know, okay. where you live, you know, now, you, David, impacts your thoughts. You don't actually fly the helicopter. You hang out of the helicopter and take take video? Exactly. Exactly. So I'm, I'm a passenger on the, on the aircraft. Okay. I have a computerized, gyro-stabilized camera system. So just to give you a sense, on Monday Night Football, uh, when we were in Chicago, uh, the the game is about to start. A big flag comes out and covers the field, and a singer starts singing the national anthem. Well, a bunch of skydivers who are uh, Army Special Forces operators 
are literally jumping off the back ramp of a C-130 that's circling above the stadium. And my airplane is right up there with them. So I, with my camera system, I pick these guys up and I, I film them floating all the way down to the field okay. while uh, fireworks are going off and the, the crescendo <laughs> of the national anthem is, is happening. And I'm, I'm on board, in this case, an airplane with that gyro-stabilized camera, and I can show all of that. So I'm the only camera uh, on the game, which has about 30 cameras. I'm the only camera that can show the whole crowd with the city, the entire field, and when the pyro erupts around the rim of the stadium to, uh, for the rocket's red glare. <laughs> because you're <laughs> so far up there. see all of that. Right. I'm the only camera that can see all of that together. What is this deadly phenomenon known as the dead man's curve? The dead man's curve. So I just did Monday Night Football in Denver, Colorado, uh, this Monday. And we're in a helicopter. And uh, so my now my gyro-stabilized camera is bolted to the front of this helicopter that's circling over the football game. And the helicopter has a phenomenon where uh, if our engine fails, we can glide a short distance before the blades stop turning. Gulp. And, and <laughs> we, can, we can safely land. However, you have to be high enough and you have to be moving fast enough mm-hmm. to do that. If you're too low or too slow, uh, you won't be able to glide. You'll just crash into a big fiery ball. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so the, the mathematics of that form a curve, and it's called the dead man's curve. So the higher and faster you are, the safer you are to oh. safely land if the engine stops. Has that happened? The lower and slower you are. Oh, yes, it has. And in fact, uh, the beginning of the book, the book starts, help them above, starts with me and the cockpit of a helicopter that's crashing uh, in Alaska. Ugh. Hmm. Our engine quit. So it crash, crash, and you walked away. Yeah, we, we survived. And, well, uh, obviously, because we're talking to you. I mean, well, I know people who channel. <laughs> that would have been the deadliest crash. Yeah, that, well, I mean, this would be a very impressive podcast if you guys could do that. Yeah, that's um, very true. I, I think, uh, yeah, it, it was, uh, uh, we, were, we were actually flying, it was a funny situation. We are flying over a bunch of grizzly bears in Alaska who were sitting next to a, a, a salmon stream waiting for the salmon to come so they could just grab them and eat them. Mm-hmm. And these, these grizzly bears weigh the same as your car. And right. there's about a dozen of them. They're all, they're all lining up. They're like, it's like they're at a sushi buffet. <laughs> they're, uh, they're, they're lining the stream. And, my, and I, I, I look at my pilot and I said, what kind of gun do you have? Because they all have to, you have to have a gun in Alaska if you're in bear country. And uh, every helicopter has guns for that reason. Okay. And so I asked my pilot, what kind of gun do you have? And he said, oh, I was just thinking about that. I forgot to bring a gun. And, and I'm looking down and I go, oh, my God, that is a lot of grizzly bears. And then hungry, the pilot hungry said, you know grizzly what? Bears. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, he told me that they hadn't eaten since last year because they just woke up from hibernation. Oh so they're God. waiting for the salmon. And then he mentions, you know, uh, in happenstance, he says, you know, it's funny, too, because the salmon are running late this year. They haven't, they haven't come down the stream yet. And so I'm looking at these bears that are all sitting there waiting for their first meal of the year. And uh, the fish are running late. So they're, they're starving. And I'm looking at all these starving bears that will eat you alive. And that was when the engine quit. On oh, the God. 
that's <laughs> that's really really horrible i can't I, I, and you said 12 uh, this bio said 12 people have died doing your job yeah there there are uh pilots in the book uh who are no longer with us and it's uh it's a reality uh that that sometimes my job can be very dangerous and so over the years i've lost a few friends and uh, it's funny, I was looking at my business card one day. My business card has pictures of, of a blimp and two helicopters. And uh, I happened to glance at my business card one day last year, and I, I suddenly realized that the two helicopter pilots on my business card had been killed oh. in helicopter crashes. Oh, my God. Can you – this is my a question of my naivete. Can you get high enough where you could wear a parachute? A parachute. I was just thinking the same thing. It's like if you in yeah, a copter. If, I don't. If, if I don't the know if they get. On fire, I can you it, jump out? I don't think it's high enough. I think they suck you up into oh. the blades. Well, not if the no, blades it, stop wor- it, whirring. Yeah, that's true. It, it's funny you should say that. Uh, it just so happens that a parachute is not practical to use hmm. uh, in our helicopter. So you're 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 accepting a risk. There's no there's no parachute. Uh, if if something bad happens, something bad happens, and there's no, uh, you just hope for the best. Are you just too close to the ground? Well, it, it, first of all, getting out of the helicopter is not easy. Uh, and if if you were to jump out and the helicopter is falling, you know, it's it's just not a. Uh, right, you're going to you're going to go you're going to go up as the helicopter is coming <laughs> down on you. Oh really? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah I mean, it's, you'd have to get between yeah, the blades if they're not whirring. <laughs> And but well, people, I, 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 people jump off of buildings and they have something that they come with, like a, a type of a, uh, don't know, oh, it's a parachute. Those that they, flight suits? Oh, yeah, flight suits. Yeah, a wingsuit. Like yeah. yeah. They base jump here in Minneapolis. I'm just saying, David, I'd wear one anyway, just in case. Because <laughs> if it's going down, it's not going to be good well, for you. No. Well, it's, it's funny you should ask. It's funny you should talk about that because I really think that a big part of my story actually is uh, the risks that I take. And um, I, I think that today we live in a world where people uh, push every form of risk out of their reach. And I get it. It's, it's nice to want to be safe. I want to be safe, too. But uh, I think in the process, you, you sort of uh, you also push away adventure. And I think that adventure is a huge part of the human spirit. I believe that human beings are built for adventure. And so I, I think the idea of taking a known risk, like climbing in a helicopter from which you cannot escape necessarily if something goes wrong, but also going up to do something beautiful. It, you know, in the case of Deadliest Catch, filming these boats, you know, crashing through 30-foot storm waves and the, the sea spray covers the entire boat. Um, is a very, it's just a beautiful part of the human spirit. I think it's worth doing, and it's its a big part of what I do. Do you use the same um, pilot so that you know who to trust? Because you can't just go, like, you know, look on the website. Hey, This Craigslist guy looks good. <laughs> yeah, this guy came up first. I'll hire him. You must have somebody you really trust. Well, I, yeah, as, as much as I can, I, I seek out pilots who are very elite have a, have a very good skill set, are, uh, have the ability to work with multiple distractions. Sure. Uh, and with an aircraft that's heavily loaded with, with people and equipment, um, it's a tall order. And um, a lot of the accidents that I've been in, 
which you'll read about in, in Help From Above, uh, were because I had a pilot who, who went beyond his skill level, and, and before he even realized it, we got into trouble. Well, that thank God. <laughs> For that. I mean, I, I don't know. Hanging off of a helicopter, are you? I mean, I'm guessing sometimes you're in a like a harness, maybe. Are you hanging outside of the helicopter, or is it all? No, the the technology the technology that we use is uh, gyro stabilized gimbals. So I sit inside the aircraft with the doors closed, and okay. uh, I feel better now. And, and <laughs> thank you. And in, in the case of deadliest catch or ice road truckers, we have the heat on. And uh, we stay as comfortable as we can. And, um, uh, and still, it's, a, it's an interesting environment because it's so dangerous and because it's so spectacular to look at. And it's so, it's so loud. The helicopters are so noisy that uh, you can't even hear until you put on uh, uh, ear defenders, uh, you know, a headset that covers your ears from the noise. And typically, directors and producers, if they fly with us, they get sensory overload. They, we, we many times we've been flying in an environment like deadliest catch and the, the boat is crashing through the waves and the, the sea spray is flying for 100 feet and um, the winds are blowing 80 miles an hour, it's snowing mm. sideways. <laughs> and the directors sometimes, uh, they just can't talk. You know, we'll, we'll ask them, hey, you want to wanna do this or that shot? And they'll just say, uh I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, they're just, just trying to be, the, the, Yeah, they're just trying not to crash the into the water. <laughs> I'm or guessing. Barf. Yeah, the or barf. It's so overwhelming. Do you yeah. fall do you fall in the same union as regular ca- regular cameramen? Uh, it, it depends if if I'm working on a TV show that's a union show, uh, the union would love to have me uh, in their union and and in that event I would I would join, but I I typically work uh, on shows that aren't union okay. and, um, yeah. And I, if, if I work for a union, say a, t- a movie, uh, I'm only there for a day or two cause they only have, you know, one or two helicopter shots that they want for that movie. And so, um, so the union and the producer work it out, but I, I don't end up joining the union on that, uh, scenario. Okay. Well, we're talking to David Allen Arnold about Help from Above, How I Went from Sweeping the Floor to Painting the Sky, Volume 1. It's available in paperback all over the place, I'm guessing. Yeah, and I'll post a link to the book if people would like to take a look at it. Thank you, guys. This, this is a big, uh, it really is a grassroots project. Uh, people sharing the story, you know, talking to kids about it. Uh, and, and so thank you so much for, for talking about the book and bringing some of these stories to light. Well, I really thanks, appreciate it. Thanks for coming on. It's a fascinating story. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Bye. Or, do I have to say anything? Oh, well. <laughs> we'll be back. We'll be. Yeah. We're going to take a quick break. <laughs> we'll take we'll a break. Back. We'll be back. Bye. <laughs>